Hey, what's going down, my friends? It's uh, the 2nd of October, 2020. Heading home from the office. Had a decent morning there. Saw some good folks. It rained a little bit this morning, so, you know, things get a little bit squeamish, and they get a little forgetful, and they get a bit lazy. And as lazors, they'll forget their appointments. We had two people forget their appointments. Don't ever let it fucking happen again, okay? You, that's my time we're talking about here. Time is money. I'm helping other people. Could fill those appointments with other people. You know? Don't be a fuckhead. Now, if you make a mistake, these things happen, but... It's predictable on overcast days. Anyway, the rest of the day was good. We had a couple additions to schedule, some good people, some laughs had, some philosophy spoken. I came up with an idea based upon a news uh, segment that I saw. All right, remember a few days ago, I, um, I told you about a book that I was reading. It was called The Madness of Crowds forget the author's name, but it's a pretty good book, and basically it addresses a lot of things that are going on in our society today, whereby people are pissed off about what's going on in the world, whether it's a civil rights issue or um, some sort of thing having to do with our government, uh, some sort of current event, people get all riled up, and we talk about the madness of crowds, you have to acknowledge that a lot of the things that people are upset about these days, they are not a result of a first-person experience. The outrage is vicarious. In other words, somebody tells us, points out something that's happening in society right now, and people are like, oh my God, can you believe this happened across the world or you know, many states away? Can you believe what this person said today? We're so connected now that the things that used to take us... I don't know, a few hours or days, um, or back in the olden days for quite a while, you read things and it'd be, oh my God, you believe what happened? Well, now it's seconds, split seconds. Something can happen and it'll be, it'll pop up on my browser. Like I, I said this morning, I roll from the rack, check my email, you know, getting riled up and stuff, getting going for the, for the day, finish the week strong. Trump has COVID. So I addressed that earlier in my um, Boy Who Cried Wolf post. And I've seen more and more discussion of that today. People basically saying, all right, well, this guy, I don't wish anybody ill, but i got to tell you, um, watch me pass all these fuckers. It's going to be great. Come on. Come on. Watch this. Boom. <laughs> I fucking love it. Later. That's to you, lady, in your Tesla SUV for like a $150,000 vehicle or some shit like that. Get your ass away from me. Okay? This guy in the truck is going to come up behind me now. Hey, fucking, who do you think you are passing everybody in the right lane? Do what I want, bro. Do what I want. Driving about 55 miles per hour with a friggin' 12-pack of uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale for the weekend, and I got a, a goddamn uh, cackling witch with no head that has this, a um, sensor on her, and you pass by, she tells you about what she's peering into, into her um, animatronic, um, what do they call it, uh, 
fucking globe, which she looks into a looking glass. Let's see when they look at my crystal ball. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's a crystal ball. (laughs) So, I ain't freaking suffering fools on this Saturday afternoon. So we talk about the madness of crowds. Usually we're not pissed off about somebody passing us in 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 the right lane. Uh, usually we're pissed off about something we read secondhand, something that was in the paper or on the online news outlet or something in the tabloids or some bullshit like that. It's nothing that happened to us personally, so we get all riled up about it, and I guess that's appropriate if it's genuine news. Uh, we're all so connected these days, it's not surprising that you'd be upset. But Sometimes we get so outraged and worked up about politics and about things going on in the world, the things that don't even directly affect us at the moment, but it's going to ruin our day, right? So people get worked up, and then if they're not careful, especially when they get into groups, they start acting like jerk-offs. All right, so here's the story. Uh, My hometown, Forkard River, New Jersey, Lacey Township, same six and one half a dozen in the other. Lacey Township is a beautiful, um, idyllic town right on the Barnegat Bay uh, in Ocean County, New Jersey. I, I describe it as being right at the waistline of New Jersey. So right in the middle, uh, there's Long Beach Island, there's Tom's River, uh, there, there's the Pine Barrens, everything is right there. So it's a great place. It was a great place to grow up. Now, of course, like most hometowns, Good things happen and bad things happen. You develop the town, you you know poison the friggin' lakes. You got uh, you know sandwiched between two uh, very productive, uh, very busy cities like Philadelphia and New York City, and you got the Pine Barrens, basically a bunch of open space that dickheads, mob guys go and they bury people in the pines, and dirt bikers go out there and they tear up the ground and and drugs and murders and crime and all the things that just every place has these problems to some degree. There's no like, you know, remember the Truman Show with uh, Jim Carrey where it was like this idyllic town and nothing ever happens, everything's perfect for this guy and he just kind of lives in this snow globe and it never gets shaken up, it never gets changed, it's always the same thing all the time and uh, you're studying the actions and the behavior of this particular guy. Um, well, that's Lacey Township. I got a bunch of buddies still live there. They're awesome guys. And, uh, but people who live along the seashore are kind of like pirates. It's, uh, it's no coincidence, really. I mean, it's coastal, and you look out, you see the ocean, you surf on the waves, and you go to the beach, and you think about buried treasure, and you, you got a lot of forces, the water, it's tugging at you like an undertow, calling you back to sea like a fucking pirate, says I. Um, So some of my friends are kind of like pirates, and I wouldn't have them any other way. Um, In this town, just earlier this week, or maybe last weekend, something like that, there were some bikers, they go to this diner called the Lakeside Diner. Now this, apparently, unbeknownst to me, this diner was in the news previously because it um, it was admitting people to in-house dining during the pandemic. So denied, basically ignored 
Governor Murphy's um, pleas for restaurants to close up. This diner kept opening up and was defiant and probably attracted uh, certain people, a crowd, uh, into the diner, people who just didn't give a fuck, didn't feel like they were affected by the pandemic or that they could do it negotiate it safely or that it was a pandemic and not real or that they were impervious to it and they weren't worried about it. Just didn't give a fuck, right? So the diner opened up, did its thing. There was some controversy there. Well, on this occasion, there were some bikers that were in there. Maybe it was a bike night or bike week or whatever. People coming home from the shore. You got, again, Long Beach Island, one direction south. You got uh, Seaside Heights, 10 miles in another direction. And Seaside Heights is where Jersey Shore, the Jersey Shore was uh, filmed. So it is fucking crazy sort of place. We used to call it Santa Carla, which is from the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys is a movie. If you remember back in the 90s. And about vampires and weird goings on along the coast and all this. So. It's interesting. Uh, interesting place to say the least. And there's some characters that come in and they're attracted by this energy. Crowds, right? And I remember if we ever were looking for some trouble or a good time or whatever, we'd go to Seaside, Santa Carla. We would go up there and hit the clubs and and you could get drunk and you can get laid, you can get drugs, you whatever you wanted, it was going on in Seaside. It was a club called the Bamboo. And this was the place to be had indoor, outdoor, bars, dance floors, boardwalk kind of uh, feel to it, uh, drinks with, you know, big uh, margarita bowls with fancy umbrellas in there, and Jolly Rancher, there was this one kid, Chuck, we called him, somebody's cousin or something, he was a little bit strange, uh, but a nice guy, and he would always get drunk, he would always be drinking these fucking real fruity drinks, call it a Jolly Rancher or whatever, and he'd get hammered, and then we would, you know, my buddies would fuck with him all the time, and Chuck, he was always just fucking sloshed out, drunk, we'd have to save his ass at the end of the night. Crowds, okay, people doing crazy things, big bar fights, everybody drinking, carrying on, it was very attractive to go to the beach and to be part of that whole feel. This is a feel. This is a philosophy. The beach, the shore, the good times. Let the good times roll. 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 roll. Let the good times roll. The cars. So here's this lakeside uh, diner. Probably named for a uh, road in that vicinity that was ran along the lake called Lakeside Drive. There was Lakeside Drive North and Lakeside Drive South. I lived a stone's throw from the, both of those. And I'm familiar, I can drive right now mentally along those serpentine roads that skirt the lakes, beautiful amber lakes fed by cedar swamps. See the sunbathers out there and the kids swimming, jumping off the docks. 
and there are some diners in that freaking lakeside diner. I'm getting to my point. Some bikers are coming in. They're in there. They're calling each other names. Or there's a, a scuffle between the the, um, the bikers. And of course, there's an energy that biker gangs have, even if it's uh, most likely these days, right? We don't have, you know, there's some one percenters or three percenters or whatever the fuck percent. It's a very small percentage of biker gangs that are like serious business, like pagans and uh, hell's angels and Satan's helpers and um, these different types of bloods and crips and whatever, biker gangs. And so they're fucking ruthless, man, and they'll, they'll run all kinds of, they're in all dirty businesses, and you don't want to fuck with these people. When they come in, it's not like one biker comes in and sits at the bar with a leather jacket on and, you know, smokes a cigarette and, and pushes people around. Most likely, you're going to, that person's going to act completely normal when they're by themselves, but they got two or three or five or 20 people that go into a, a diner and they order food they're going to be loud. Now, even if they're just some friggin' um, construction workers off to have a good time, a nice Sunday ride with their buddies, they can, and even if they're men or women, they can get a little, a little raunchy and they can get a little bit risky and they can be... Who the fuck is this, man? Hello. Hi, baby. I'm good. How are you? Okay, I'm coming home. Where are you, where are you going? Mud? Shark? What? Okay. All right, well, I'm comfortable with whatever call you make. I love you. Bye-bye. Good luck. God, I love my family so much. I don't want (laughs) to... I don't want to talk to anybody. The day's over, you know what I mean? So, they're heading out to a private lesson. uh, A tumbling lesson. So... I'll probably see them pass me in just a few minutes. I don't know if you heard all that. But that was the missus. Mrs. Oberst and young Lilio. And they're going out to a private tumbling lesson. I'm talking about bikers. All right. So bikers, you know, you might have seen this, I don't know, you're driving on the road and all of a sudden you got a crazy uh, gaggle of bikers and they pass you or you pass them, try to, and it's just like you get, there's an energy about it, there's a, a spirit and a kinship among bikers, and I'm sure that most of these organizations are awesome, or, awesome uh, organizations, and they help a lot of people, and they do Toys for Tots runs, and whatever, okay, there's something about being on a motorcycle with the wind blowing in your hair, it is a feeling of freedom, there is a fellowship among people who do the same thing, they like their there are motorcycles. It's a great experience. Um, however, as I stated, 
these things can get um, spicy sometimes. I can relate to this because in my Dr. Drill program, we used to have these get-togethers, and there'd be 50, 100, 150 participants out there. I mean, old, young, fat, skinny, short, tall, rich, poor, every segment of the population was in that boot camp. And when we got together, our commonality was we, we knew what it was to be part of this program. And we were like a bunch of bikers. We were like a bunch of pirates. We, we were loyal to one another. And when we went out somewhere, I remember one time, we, a couple times, we went on a, um, a trip to do a mud run. And we rented a school bus or did a car, caravan or something. You feel like when you're out there and you got a bunch of people that are going somewhere on a common mission, it's like you're Marines or something. You're, you're freaking, you're rocking and rolling. You're, you're moving along. And when you pull into that Wawa, people are going to know that there's something, there's, there's an energy about you, you know? So sometimes we would have, um, you know, like on that school bus, especially with a few little few beers in us, people start just acting like, zany and I was always trying to hold it all together because it was my program and somebody got drunk and did something stupid or somebody offended someone else which again all walks of life if you weren't careful you could offend somebody else I never wanted to see that happen because then the fun is over so the madness of crowds is the title at this diner in New Jersey, there's some bikers in there. They're fucking around. They're calling each other names. The owner of the restaurant says, get out of here, you know, take it outside. On the way outside, I guess there was some disrespect going, talking to these uh, ladies in there. Everybody goes outside. They leave, and this one biker um, hit this guy on the way in. Some people say it was random. He just kind of just was riled up and he and pissed off about something. The guy's name is Edward Chandler. Look him up. It looks like he could be somebody's dad. Now he's a looks looks like he could be a surly dad. He's a biker. He's got a big white beard. He looks like he might be rough and tumble. Uh, from my readings online, take that for what it's worth. The guy seemed to. Um, he seemed to be have very strong opinions on things, whether that is politics or um, whether it's shut the fuck up. Whether it's politics or religion or face masks or whatever the freaking controversy is. You know, the guy apparently had some strong opinions, which we all do these days. Where are these people going? Hold on a second. This fucking bunch of assholes. There's a two-lane road everybody takes up to the country here. And we got people flying up and down here Friday, wanting to get home, I guess. Getting to my punchline, literally. 
So they're out in the street now. They get friggin' ejected from the diner. And this Edward Chandler guy looks like a tough customer. He friggin' this, this, apparently this 78 year old man, somebody's grandfather, somebody's father, um, you know, within the view of the finish line, for Christ's sake, how much longer are you going to live? You're 78. Another 10 years? He was punched by this guy, apparently in the back of the head, punched by Edward Chandler, who is a, um, uh, I know this guy. I, I know someone related to this man. So the dude is a freaking an old man, for Christ's sake, he gets punched in the face by this Ed Chandler and falls and cracks his head open on the on the road in the parking lot and he's dead. That's pretty much the end of the story, but you know, what a shame. The madness of crowds is what I'm saying is that, you know, people we have all these strong opinions and we are we want to defend them and you know, tempers are flaring and people are um, just kind of insulting one another and stuff and disrespecting one another. This is how bad it can get, my friends. I'm sure that Ed Chandler, I'd like to think he didn't want to kill this guy, but if you're just angry and seeing red and you're going to start throwing blows and hit somebody's grandfather and kill him, it's kind of stupid, isn't it, Ed? Like, you're going to jail now. Your life is, at the very least, it's manslaughter. You killed the guy. You know, so I'm a big, strong guy. If I get in a tussle about some stupid shit, you know, yelling at, uh, you know, road raging mildly, kind of mostly tongue-in-cheek, but if, you know, I get into a scuffle at the end of a long day or something in traffic, people all the time, they get out and they talk shit and maybe go to blows. I remember my one friend, I don't know if he's mad at me or what, I haven't seen him in the office for a while, but he told me one time that he was driving home and he got into this altercation in traffic and they're shaking their fists at each other and calling each other names. Next thing you know, the guy is standing in the street. Oh, look at these puppies. Next thing you know, these uh, these guys are standing in the street, taking a stance, and they like had a moment, and the guys they kind of like wrestled for a moment, and they're like, "Hey, what are we doing this for? This is stupid, isn't it?" And they both they both got back in their cars and they drove away. So fucking dumb, man. And that's I guess you could call that vicarious rage, right? Because you're not really mad at that person enough to to expend your resources in a life or death uh, confrontation, are you? Like, this is sort of stuff that we did when we were kids. When we were kids, hanging out on Long Beach Island or Seaside, coming out of the bamboo, you know, you get all liquored up and you look at somebody and they, they posture up to you on the sidewalk and then you get, next thing you know, you get a fight going on or something like that. That could happen then with teenage boys. But when you are somebody's father or grandfather and you have skin in the game and you're getting into a fight at a diner, 
you're still digesting your fucking omelet and you're gonna punch an old guy in the head apparently unprovoked I think he was just the old guy might have said something to the effect of hey you have no right to be talking to people like that apparently he was a a retired police officer with a small pool business a normal guy somebody who was going to see his grandkids later that day and maybe look forward to a nice fall weekend and now they got to put this guy to rest because he was um, you know pay their respects to this guy because he was beat up by some thug that was recreationally riding his uh, motorcycle along the shore towns over the weekend. You know, it just doesn't make sense. It's so stupid. You know? So, I hope that that gentleman, I think they called him RJ, he rests in peace. And it is definitely a a madness, the madness of crowds kind of story. Think about that, man. Think about how riled up we get about things. Even these talking points that I'm on, discussing all these controversial issues about, you know, the elections heating up or whatever it is. Things that I don't even like to talk about. I don't like to turn my attention to them. Think about how edgy we get about these things. How people feel right now, okay, it's somebody earlier in the week when I posted about that debate, and I, I basically declaring that I didn't want to, I was anxious, I didn't want to hear everybody speak up about who they thought the winner of the debate, the debate would be, should be, or that who really got the edge, and uh, we made fun of Biden because he's got a stutter, and he's senile, uh, we made fun of Trump because he's talking over everybody, and he's such a spoiled brat, um, it's a shame, but you know, a couple people said, well, I disagree, a good friend of mine that I respect completely said, I disagree completely. about my comp, my, my post. And we think pretty much identically in terms of, you know, our politics and stuff. You know, I think we're completely seeing eye to eye there. But you know, they still were like, oh, I guess that means that I should take that to mean that they think it's appropriate to speak up all the time, and we got to do something, we got to get this guy out of office, the time uh, right now is to fight, and all this stuff, and in the one sense I feel like that, but in another sense I feel like, man, if it gets much worse, we're really going to be fighting each other, we're going to be cracking each other's heads open at the diner, and that's a shame, man, that is the madness of crowds, so I would beseech everyone to take a deep breath, step back, eat your fucking omelet, and be kind to everyone, even when it's very difficult. You know, let's just be kind to one another. That restraint 
is it's going to take tremendous discipline. But think about it. Think about how perturbed you become about whatever, where our country is going, the pressure cooker that the pandemic has us under, uh, work and school from home, who your favorite candidate or your least favorite candidate is, or your goddamn people uh, protesting and Black Lives Matter and the Proud Boys and all these little fucking this Billy Joel we didn't start the fire rendition of 2020 everybody needs to freaking chill out man cooler heads prevail if we can't do it if we can't laugh grin and bear it somehow we're fucked you know we're fucked and as I've said before this is just kind of the reality I'm not making you know being tough or anything like that If my gloves come off, there's the potential for horrible things to happen. You know what I mean? If I see somebody strike an elderly man at a diner, um, or somebody behaving callously, whether they're the apparent aggressor or there's an injustice, I'm going to try to help. So I could very easily wind up in some sort of physical confrontation. Um, And... I don't want to, I don't mean any harm to anybody. I'm just saying, think about, consider how far, how close we are all to acting irrationally. And that is the madness of crowds, my friend.